0: Hi, buddy. It's Mason and Leanne here. Thanks for joining us. Hey, you guys. I've been getting a lot of nice feedback from you guys about our time together, and I really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, I have a Mason in the car today because he had to rush to his weekend. It's it's Friday. (laughs) Um, So we are going to talk about um, the energies of actually knowing somebody and being authentic with somebody and, you know, all those kinds of things. And um, just, you know, kind of a brief intro. I'm Leanne Holitza and I um, do energy healing work and work at a healing studio in Broomfield, Colorado. And Mason is almost 20 working on um, his journalism degree. And he is um, raised by an energy healer. So sometimes we talk about energy. Sometimes we just talk about random philosophical things. We'll see what comes up. Hi, Mason. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to adjust the lighting here for a second, you guys. Seems to be a little bit of a thing going on over here. Okay. So, what shall we talk about today, Mason?
1: Do you have any ideas?
0: <laughs> I have. <laughs> I got- all the ideas i already said we were going to talk about um really knowing somebody and being authentic um and truthful truth truth is important too um so and and hi everybody who's watching and whoever is when wherever you're listening to this when you get to this information we would love to hear from you if you enjoy the topics or have a topic suggestion you are more than welcome to make your own suggestions um so let's talk about somebody asked me this is where i kind of got this idea somebody asked me one of our listeners asked me if i actually really truly knew you like knew you knew you and i wonder what you would say to that
1: well that's an interesting question and i think it's pretty broad because i think that there are different parts of ourselves i do think that uh you can have a different you interact with people in different ways and like your friends are going to know a different authentic self than your parents and like your girlfriends or romantic partner would know a different side of someone than uh, anyone else.
0: Well, so um, I agree with you, but I have this kind of saying that I say about that, that the whole orchestra is on stage the whole time. Sometimes the horns are louder, and sometimes the flutes are louder. Um, but you know, all of this present and accountable for in all your relationships when you're truly aligned with being authentic. Um, do you do you feel like you know me?
1: Yeah, I feel like I know you really well.
0: Okay, there are parts of me that you don't know, though.
1: Yeah, I would say that there are parts of everyone you can't really know like every part of someone because there's always something that could jump out and surprise you if you think that you know if you think that you know everything about someone I think you're just lying to yourself
0: yeah I mean even if you got strong telepathic skills like myself you know I don't know everything about everybody all the time I probably know a little more than most but um so what parts of yourself do you feel like Um, You're still getting to know yourself. Do you
1: know yourself? I think it's more of a changing perspectives and changing from this perspective of this is of this one single piece where I have where I live, I have where I go to school, and I haven't really known anything else. I would say that that was like uh, when I left high school, I had a million times different perspective than what I have now.
0: Ooh, share some more.
1: Like, um, I would say specifically just, like, leaving your hometown and realizing how different things can be just a short distance away and how differently everyone lives based on the area and how much it actually impacts you to live in a certain place.
0: So you think that the way a certain place is energetically impacts you, culturally, society, what do you think? All of it?
1: I think everything. And I think that... Um, I think that it's energetic and environmental that brings certain types of people.
0: Okay. What do you mean?
1: So I'd say that people of the same energies often congregate in similar areas without even knowing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that's that whole love vibration and frequency where you are really attracting yourself through the outside world. Like a lot of the things that are around you also are a reflection of you. Um, you know, I mean, like if we go someplace where nobody believes in or wants to think about celiac disease, it's hard to find gluten-free food, right, but if you're in an area where, you know, a lot of people are, are um, you know, have good health care and can know their health and, and more proactive, there's like gonna be gluten-free food in the stores more, right? I, but, like, how does that impact your mindset, your mentality, your idea of manifesting going forward?
1: I would say it's a lot of based on the people you would interact with every day. Because if you are, oh, I can't think of a good example, but uh, if you're, like, if you're living in a place where everybody's cold to each other and nobody really interacts, and I think that's going to impact you a lot more than like, I can see the appeal of living in a small town and having everybody know each other. And...
0: I can't. <laughs> yeah, tell me more.
1: Well, I can see the appeal of, like, communal living. Because in a city, everyone is strangers to each other. And no one can really... You would see a hundred different people come into a store on a given day. And then you'll see a hundred different people come into that same store the next day. Whereas in a small town, the everybody who shops at the grocery store probably knows the clerks and knows everybody who works there and you go into your local coffee shop and everybody knows the barista and i think it's more of a com- sense of community and i think that's what a lot of places are missing right now
0: well i think that can be true but i think you can actually have those familiarities just in like you know if you frequent the, you know if you're living in you know, to the city and you go to the same conference every day and the barista there knows you. I mean, that you can still develop those kinds of relationships. I think it's about where you consistently go and how many people consistently go there. I don't know. So are you saying you want to live in a small town?
1: No, not not necessarily. I'm just saying that I think that uh, it can impact you energetically. Like, sig- like the smallest things like that. Like just knowing the person... That you go to the store, like knowing the clerks when you go to the store, can be have a huge impact on your a positive mindset.
0: Right, or or vice versa, could have a negative. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, what do you think? So, what's your advice? Should everybody leave leave home and go to college, (laughs) or leave home and go find adventure? At least, maybe not go to college, but not everybody has to go to college.
1: Uh, say that again. Sorry. I lost, missed the first part.
0: <laughs> I'm asking you if you think that people should go leave home by right after high school to go have their experiences. of the yeah.
1: yeah, I would say so. I think that having a perspective is very, is one of the most important things being able to think from someone else's point of view.
0: So then, then it sounds like high schoolers better save some money so they can pay for rent away from home as soon as they graduate
1: yeah some of us were smarter than others on that
0: (laughs) so what about being authentic what what do you think it means to be authentic
1: um i think it means that you are you're not manipulating the conversation intentionally
0: okay
1: you don't go into a conversation with a goal you go into a conversation wanting to talk to someone if that makes sense like that might not pan out for everything, but if you're just having a conversation with a friend, then you would not have a goal to make them think a certain way. Like if you're like if you're having a conversation and you want them to come to your party on Friday, but you're not gonna just ask them to come to your party, you're gonna talk about why they should come to your party first. Okay. Well, what
0: never, what about attending that party? Do you have to put on a certain face for attending the party?
1: I would say that people do.
0: What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I think that it's very different when you're around strangers because you want to act, like, personable and easy to talk to. I think everybody would try and reflect that. And even if someone was introverted, or I guess if someone was introverted, they just wouldn't go to the party. <laughs>
0: Well, so <laughs> do you think you should should demonstrate who you are right from up front, no matter where you are or where you go? I mean, you know, like, again, I could say a whole orchestra on stage that just maybe one part of the world, but if you pretend to be something you're not right off the bat, you make friendships and relationships that aren't authentic. They're based on you who you want to being, not who you are.
1: Yeah, and I'd say that that is a big problem right now. I would say that high school trains people to act that way, actually.
0: Who trains? The kids, the teachers, the what?
1: The way, the way that social circles work. Clicks. Yeah. it's. I think that if you grew up in a high school that had clicks and popular kids at all, then you will have not been authentic at some point in your life. Because I think that everyone who tried to be a part of those cliques was not authentic to get there. And I would say you can really tell the difference between the people who are more authentic to each other versus those who just revel in drama.
0: Hmm. So what would you prefer? Would you prefer authentic friends or popularity?
1: Authentic friends, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if everyone would choose that, but I think everyone would prefer that.
0: So were you popular?
1: Nah, I mean, me and Andy were kind of like doing our own thing most of high school.
0: What do you think about me? Would you think I was popular? Probably. (laughs) No way. (laughs) You Probably. Well, so you think that I was... um maybe not authentic in high school?
1: Well, I would say that I wasn't authentic at times in high school.
0: Well, so this goes back to like how much you know about somebody, right? So you really think I was a popular kid in high school?
1: At least a little bit. Tell when you talk why. about the number of things that you were invited to. Tell me why. I don't well, know. You claim you you're invited to a lot of stuff.
0: I went to a big high school. So there was a lot of things going on i don't think it was because i was popular <laughs> <laughs> if anything i was part of the mystic club
1: well you weren't unpopular because you got invited to it
0: well i wasn't unpopular but i wasn't like pretend i'm not clicky person i don't mm-hmm. know that way. maybe i i mean I, I don't know it's it's hard to think about authenticity in the, in when it comes to just getting to know yourself at your age. But I also think, I don't know, if I think we're always getting to know ourselves too. And I think authenticity means that we can do that, that we can keep learning more about ourselves rather than trying to be something we think the world wants us to be. We find out who we truly genuinely are and offer that to the world.
1: Well, I think that's definitely true. I think self-growth is a lifelong process and it always hap it, it you can always have it happen well can- so
0: so like let's talk about going back to like jobs and friendships and things like that so i mean do you show up authentically to a job interview no really cuz then you end up in a job that's not yours you end up in a job that was for somebody who pretended to be something else
1: well i think that uh, people identify what they're looking for in their minds I think I do this and they go okay how would somebody want someone to act in a job interview and then they try and embody that,
0: you that a job. yeah but again I think then you end up in jobs that are not yours not aligned with you if you if you 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 know and uh we'll tread lightly on on this as far as <laughs> knowing this goes out to a lot of people and people are listening, but you know, I wouldn't you want to be truthful about who you are and then let them say, Oh yeah, you're a perfect fit or no, you're not then get a job that you're not really truly a good fit for. Cause you said you were something you weren't.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a desire not to be rejected from anything mm-hmm. and to be able to fit in anywhere if I want to.
0: Yeah. Okay. But don't you think you can fit in if you're more yourself?
1: Yeah, but I might not come off as like the most dedicated employee right off the bat if I was a hundred percent honest.
0: Uh, because why? Because you're more laid back, authentically, or
1: what? Because I probably overthink my tasks a little too much. So I would, I would think negatively of the places that I'm working for less than the employees, like not the employees that I'm working with, but the corporation that I'm working for.
0: Okay. So you think the corporation wants to hear something from you that not necessarily is what the job would, would be.
1: Yeah. And I think that I, I probably think less of the corporation than they want me to, and they want me to embody the customers, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, so you have a hard time letting yourself be taken over by, like, a corporate identity.
1: Yeah, I kind of go, um, okay, they're a big company, they can afford this, or they can afford that, and I don't really respect them in this regard or that regard.
0: Okay, okay. I think I understand what you mean. Um, well, you know, I'm just wondering, though, if we go to the conversation about presenting yourself authentically at first. And you talked, you were kind of indicating that this is hard to do now. And you brought up rejection. And I would say that rejection, nobody likes rejection, right? And if I, if you reject a fake me, oh, well, but if you reject a real me, when I show you the real soulful me, then that hurts more, maybe. What do you think?
1: Yeah. And I think that going off of that, there's a difference between authenticity and wanting someone to like you inherently.
0: Yeah. Well, and would you, I mean, but wouldn't you rather be around more authentic people? Yeah. Wouldn't you go to a party where everybody's being themselves and you can be yourself?
1: But it can be really hard to tell for a lot of people. And that's why I think that people, people can mask very, very well. Do you? I think I can. I think I have the ability to, if I really wanted to.
0: Do you think I do?
1: I don't think you would. I think you have the ability to. You do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> have you ever seen my facial expressions? <laughs> Pretty much everybody says I can't lie because of what my face does. when, <laughs> uh, Even if I'm doing something, I'm very expressive. Um. <laughs> Well, so I guess I'm just wondering, I mean, you're starting off early in life and I think a lot of us spent an early part of our lives trying to be something that we weren't or trying to be more than we felt like we were and feeling not worthy enough, not being connected to ourselves. And then we have to heal ourselves from that action. If you know now that that's not helpful, why do it?
1: Well, I I do think that uh, part of that part of that growth that you're talking about, like in finding your niches and finding how to be authentic is um, being authentic with yourself more than anyone else.
0: True. And, and again, you know, like knowing the best to your ability, knowing yourself that you do right now, maybe later you discover something else about yourself that would change how you're presenting or being, but would you, rather have one to two authentic genuine friendships or 30 friends you can hang out with
1: i think i actually have been through both and i think that i chose to have authentic friends okay and i think that without like any serious effort i cut out the people who were not adding anything to my like letting me be my authentic self or making me feel like i could be and I think that that's why I prefer authentic friends.
0: Yeah. Well, so, so one of our listeners is saying she can really relate to what we're talking about. And um, I happen to know that she's not a young young thing like you. <laughs> she's more like me. <laughs> um. So, I mean, how do you, I guess one of the things that I've, I'm hearing you say, and I think that this is not just a one person problem, is how do you figure out where it's safe to be authentic, because it sounds like to me you don't feel safe to be authentic everywhere.
1: Well, yeah, I think that the place when you can be the most authentic is by yourself, whether that's whether you're in your own head or you're actually alone physically, because I think you can be alone mentally when you're not alone physically. Well Because I think that you you can you can like separate from a situation and just start drilling into your thoughts and going am i really do i really want to do this do i and then i think that people will convince themselves that they like things that they don't like okay separating from being authentic Hmm.
0: okay but back to my original question which is since you said you enjoy authentic relationships but you you're telling me that there's places where you don't feel like you can be authentic. Let's go to an employer thing. Because you know, I'm an employer. What could I do to make sure my clients, my employees are being, can feel safe enough to be authentic with me so that I know who they really are before I hire them.
1: Um, I think that it's just a these things that I think everybody clutches something different close to their chest, whether it's their moral beliefs, their ethical beliefs or their political beliefs, or just the way that they go about interacting with other people. I think that everybody has something different that they're like either insecure about or they don't feel like everyone else agrees with them. OK, so I think there's a relatability thing. Where if someone doesn't feel like a thought that they have, or something that they, or a personality trait that they have is very widely accepted, then they'll just hide it.
0: Okay, so they, so people find parts of themselves that the world doesn't seem acceptable, and then tucks it away.
1: Yeah, that's a better way to put it.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm not. So you didn't really answer the question. I. Asked. What could other people do to make you, for example, feel more safe to be authentic?
1: Well, yeah, I was trying to say it's kind of hard to tell. Um, I think that someone asking me, like, uh, lots of questions about myself makes me feel a lot more comfortable. And it makes me feel like asking them questions about themselves. And then there are people who will just talk about themselves a lot. And oh. that makes me feel like they're inauthentic because they want to convince me that they're someone different.
0: Okay, someone who talks a lot about themselves and doesn't ask a lot of questions. Is, and it's to you, an indication of less authenticity.
1: Yeah, I actually think so. Okay. Like, um, I think that somebody who tells a lot of very random stories about themselves that are. Unasked for.
0: (laughs) I feel like I might do that. I think I might tell a lot of random stories.
1: Not in the way I'm thinking of.
0: (laughs) Okay, give me a give me an example.
1: Like, I don't want to bring up specific people, but um.
0: Well, you you don't have to name anybody. You can just.
1: There have been there's been a friend in my past who would um tell stories about themselves that I don't think were. 90 percent true and they always seems to merit a purpose they wanted me to think something different about them because of the story that they were telling
0: like that they were rich or like they were popular or like they were more
1: like like that they were a good person to try and like that they were morally righteous and they would tell me stories about interactions with people where they might might have seemed to be in the wrong in some kind of drama when they were really in the wrong, where they, where somebody else perceived them as being in the wrong, but they thought they were in the right. Okay. And they were a hundred percent in the wrong.
0: So, So do you think that, I guess I kind of want to go to more, um, the question about more of like intimate relationships, um, I mean let me first ask do you think dad and I are authentic with each other?
1: Uh yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. So do you think you are authentic in your relationships? Yes. Right of off or does it take time?
1: Um I think it takes time. I think I'm very closed up when I first meet someone and they really have to pry to get me to open up. Why is that? Um, I think it's a trust thing. I don't, I don't trust someone enough with my, um, like my genuine self to have them, to just like, be like, yes, this is me. Like it or not. I'm more like, you get to know the actual me once I've developed trust with you.
0: But are you like the whole orchestra on stage, just a lot of quiet instruments or are you different?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm very reserved. I'm more observant. I think I actually try and figure someone out when I first meet them, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm very quiet to figure out what kind of person they are.
0: So back on the job front, one of our, our listeners is saying that she thinks she's been pretty darn authentic her whole life and never had a job that was, that was right. I think so. So she she's trying to debunk my theory that if you're in, uh, if you're authentic, in a place that you can have a job that's right for you.
1: I think that, um, especially in the work setting, it's very hard to be authentic. Especially, but going back to like the corporate end of it, I think that a lot of people have their the way that they can appear, they can't really express themselves and they're told to act a certain way. You have to be uh, on, you have to have, be presentable, make everyone feel good about, uh, that everyone's happy here, right? And everyone wants to help you willingly. Because hmm. every, everywhere that I've worked, they're like, uh, Even if you're not having a good day, you still have to be really nice to the customer.
0: Oh, well, that's just.
1: Well, in a a dramatic sense, I feel like it always is. Like you always have to be overly nice or overly friendly. Mm. So that
0: feels inauthentic sometimes.
1: Yeah. And having to push things that you don't believe in.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hmm.
1: Because it's bad branding.
0: Bad branding. Well, I mean, it's also, I guess, yeah, I mean, if I'm having a really bad day, I may not feel ready to share that with just everyone. So I guess, I don't know that that would, to me, is is that being inauthentic?
1: Well, going back to your question about um, if someone is, or sorry, I had it for a second and then I lost it. But um, go ahead, I'll think of it again.
0: <laughs> well, you I mean, headed down the path about talking, um, going back to the intimate relationship, opening up.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that in an intimate relationship, especially. It takes, like, there's a, you're cracking the shell open, you're pulling it back, and it goes back very slowly, and the more time that you spend, the more that it opens up. And I think that you just, there's a level of, the trust thing. The authenticity, I think, links to trust. Because I think if someone feels like they're safe to be, I don't know, goofy, or act ridiculous around someone, it's because they trust them and i think that that's where the authenticity kind of can pair up is with trust
0: well so we don't have that much time left, but i i guess it takes me back to you know my question about how do you figure out it's safe to be to be authentic you say it just takes time
1: i think that it's a feeling and i think that I think that if you show your authentic self to someone and they reject it, you'll close up and you won't be authentic to that person ever again.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's where that trust comes from because you want to feel like you can do that without feeling rejected.
0: Well, so, okay. I mean, I guess this is kind of a, to me, this is kind of the illness of the energy of our society is that we have these fake things that we put ourselves put our, we and expectations that are not that are extreme and not good. So maybe next week or next episode we can talk more about these expectations of other people. Okay. Okay. So next week you are going to be on a ski vacation. So we will have to skip next week, you guys. Um, but we will be back in two weeks. And we'll talk about other people's expectations and not anything else random that happens to come up while we're talking. Thank you all for listening, and I hope that you guys are doing amazing. And like I said at the beginning, if you have any topics you want to request, we talk about, let me know. You can find replays of this on uh, wherever the podcast, or you can go to my website at insightfulinspirations.com/podcast. All right, have a good weekend. Thanks for coming. Bye. Oh, he already left before we ended. (laughs) See ya.